Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Well, hello there, and welcome to episode 12 of The Social Circus. I'm your host, Sarah Thompson, and today I'm excited to be joined by Simone Pavels, who is a Pinterest strategist and SEO consultant. Hi, Simone. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to have you here today. How are you going? Yeah, really good. I'm very excited to uh, be on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, for everyone who hasn't heard of you before, tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what you do. Sure. So um, as you said, uh, I'm Simone Pavels and that's my business name as well. Um, I started off uh, in the world of virtual assistants and very quickly found a niche for Pinterest. Um, and so business owners were wanting to be on Pinterest, they were exploring with it, but they just couldn't um, make it work right for them. Um, and I had already been using Pinterest myself for a long time in a personal aspect, so I knew the platform well, um, but I really then just started deep diving into all of the training I could find and, and I eventually came across, uh, you know, a fantastic resource in Megan Williamson. Um, who's a lovely friend of mine um, and we work together um, in her program um, or her membership for PIM Potential. Um, but she had a lot of information that really, you know, clicked with me and just consolidated all of those skills I had gained myself. Um, and then, yeah, the rest is history. That's where I am. Um, so I, I help business owners uh, basically leverage, you know, press and SEO to drive traffic to the website. I like to call myself a traffic strategist. Oh, I like that. That's so cool. <laughs> and I think for many of us um, who run a business, we often have used Pinterest personally. So I know that um, I had a Pinterest account. I actually remember when I first started my business many moons ago, my husband kindly bought me an iPad because they were kind of the thing, you know, 11 plus years ago. And I thought it was super cool. And I have to be honest, one of the first apps that I put on it was a Pinterest app. And I used to just pin stuff that I loved, like my dream house that has a massive hidden library in it, that kind of stuff. So I think yeah. that's a lot of our experience, isn't it? It's using it personally. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I, I still tell business owners, like, still do that, still do use it in a personal aspect. Um, even through your business account, you can have hidden or secret um, boards or archive boards, and you can add to those, you know, so if you have a secret board and you don't need it anymore, you can archive it. Um, but, you know, you've always got the ability, if you have that secret board there, to be using it on a personal level and it tells Pinterest that you you're not a robot you're actually a human using mm. the platform as you should use it so I started off using it for birthday parties you know 10 years ago um when my daughter was born and um then you know and the smash you know I remember the photo shoot looking for the smash cake photo shoot uh, yes, your, yes. yeah like, <laughs> um so really you know and probably even before then for hairstyles and nail colors and things like that um, and I'm the same as you. I've got a great big board about, um, you know, my dream house and how I would <laughs> love for that to look. Um, but, uh, you know, it's still okay to use your, you know, use Pinterest as it's meant to be used from your business page um, mm. and just have some fun with it. So I do tell everyone to keep doing that. Oh, that's such a nice tip. Now, um, one of the things that I find when I speak to, obviously I do lots of coaching across the digital sphere. And when I say to people, because I love Pinterest and I have such good success with it in my business and I, and to be honest, I'm probably approaching it in a very haphazard way and I'm still doing well. Um, <laughs> 
um, a lot of people kind of say, no, I can't do anything else. And um, because we're so consumed by, I just call it the social monster and because it's so hungry for content, like our Facebook and Insta just constantly demands content at least daily. And the people feel like I can't do anything else. So um, tell me why, or to convince me or to convince my our listeners why they should be doing Pinterest. Yeah, so it's actually funny. I have a resource on my website which shows people how to repurpose one piece of content that they create in that month. So say, um, and that's what I really promote, you know, just focus on one piece of content and then break that content down over the month. So, um, you know, you might have a blog, you might have a podcast episode, you might have an opt-in, and then you might also have, you know, a couple of other um urls that you can use as well like service pages and um you know even faqs or you know other product listings and things like that um but you, you take that one piece of content and you then use it across all of the platforms so you you know you make a um you've got a blog you make some um, pinterest images for it you put those images on the blog you then take a piece of the blog a piece of the blog and you use it across um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and your Google My Business and your LinkedIn. And then you make a little live and you can use that um, Facebook live on as an Instagram um, live as well or an Instagram video. Without, well, not, video, that's right. I was like, what are we <laughs> now? We're, used, we're so stuck on reels. Um, an Instagram video. And then you can, you know, also repurpose that onto Pinterest as well as video or as a um, idea pin and so really try to just repurpose that one piece of content and start at the very top and I think that you know if there's platforms you don't use then don't use them but if there's platforms where your audience is then do use those so the thing about Pinterest is that content is evergreen on there it sticks around forever so while you know on Instagram and Facebook you know your content lasts anything between four hours to 24 hours. Um, That's on optimistic TikTok, as well. <laughs> exactly. On TikTok, it's not even, you know, unless it's viral, it's maybe 30 seconds, if that. Um, and on YouTube, we're looking at around 30 days. So the content is not lasting very long on those platforms that you're putting out there. But on Pinterest, there's content that's lasting, you know, let's say three to six months. But I've got clients that are still getting links Link, clicks <laughs> clicks to, through to links um, over six years. So they wow. posted pins six years ago and every single April Easter or in March in the Easter, they're just receiving click through. Um, so it's just evergreen content. It's always going to be out there. And as long as you're making sure that that URL where you're sending traffic to is evergreen as well, um, or potentially you can redirect it so it's going to somewhere that it should, then, then yeah, go ahead and put the content out there. And I have to, I have to just um, share with you, Simone, because I've exactly had that experience. So um, probably for about a year, oh, look up until probably let's say two years ago for about a year, I had my VA each month just creating some pins and putting them on Pinterest to so say 10 a month. And we had no idea what we were really doing. I just said to her, just use an hour a month, do this. And we um, send them to a page on my website that's an affiliate for some Canva templates because I love Canva and I recommend it. And I 
dream that I'll make lots of Canva templates and I don't have time. So I just, I'm going to fill it for someone else's. Now she stopped doing that in July last year. So it's been a massive chunk of time that we've not done any new pins to that. And I get affiliate sales probably twice a week. And the only way that traffic is being driven is from those pins that were created more than 12 months ago. Yeah, so exactly. I can absolutely vouch for that longevity. And it makes me laugh because now I've obviously done loads more training and learning about Pinterest. And I'm kind of like the strategy, it's, it's, that's a very overstatement of what we were doing. The idea behind what we were doing was really haphazard and yet regardless, they still work. And so yeah. I love that aspect of it. Yeah, so do I. And, you know, I actually say 10 pins is all you need to fill out your whole calendar for the month, posting one pin a day. So using Tailwind. So, um, you know, I've, I've got a toolkit that's not released yet, but it's coming um, where that, you know, I've got a schedule in, in that toolkit that shows you how to plan out your whole month's content with just 10 pins, which is two, two URLs. Or you could, you could create 10 pins for the one url um but yeah but it's really i I feel i do it at the beginning of the month send it out um and you can kind of set and forget um but Mm. don't forget to keep engaging on the platform because it still does need your engagement yes and so um you've mentioned tailwind because i have been using that and it's um I feel like I'm definitely not using it to its fullest. Um, but talk, talk to me about that as a as, as a scheduling tool because it's really clever and it really because yes. um, I use obviously I use Meta Business Suite for my you know that those platforms and I use Recur Post for my just ongoing for everything. And then yes. when someone I went to a Pinterest training, they said you should use Tailwind. I'm like oh, I can't add another scheduling tool, but it's it does some very specific things that are unique to Pinterest, doesn't it? It does. So it's it's a recommended partner by Pinterest, but there are several that are recommended partners. But the thing about Tailwind that not, not, none of the other schedulers do is that it allows you to pin your content out. So send your content out in intervals. So you can send your content. So you say we've got this one pin, we're going to send that one pin to three boards, two to three boards. I don't recommend any more because, you know, we, we want to keep our content fresh. So we're just going to pin it to, to three boards or two boards, and we want a, a time of um, 10 days between each of those times that it's been published. Yeah. So you don't have to work that out. It's just you set it on Pinterest. You, you say, right, these are the three boards I want it to send to be sent to, and this is the interval I want. I want 10, by, 10 days between each, and it'll go wham, bam, do it for you. Brilliant. So it makes it, and that's, you know, that's the ideal way um, that you can send that content out over a month with, you know, having just that very small touch time. Um, You know, of course, if you're able to be in the platform and posting manually and scheduling manually and, um, you know, designing and creating more pins and you've got 10 hours a month to do that for your Pinterest account, then of course you're going to see better results. You're going to see Mm. more outbound clicks. But um, in terms of, you know, just getting it done and and having you know putting content out there that you're already putting out there anyway Mm -hmm. um you know why not get you know get those clicks that you might not other otherwise have gotten absolutely and with tailwind if we can circle back to that it also has a community aspect to it so can you just talk a little bit about that because i um i i find that incredibly useful in terms of getting my pins out there 
Yeah, absolutely. So there was a time where there were these things called group boards on Pinterest and they were, the boards were created by one random person. Lots of people asked for permission to join it and they, they all went on there. Um, or some people just, they didn't even need to ask permission. They just got added. Um, and what started happening is that while these boards initially started off with, you know, well, eventually they just turned into spam where anybody could post anything they wanted and anybody could post any amount, you know, somebody could just go in there and, and do 10 pins and so like flood it. not, uh, yeah, flood it and not repay the favor, you know, not, not um, pin other people's pins in, in turn. Um, whereas, so Tailwind became come up with this um you know functional communities where you actually can it's similar you it's a it's a group community but there are rules and it's easily tracked so you can see how many people uh, how many pins you've posted and you can see how many pins you've you've reposted or you know of other people's pins and that really keeps you accountable and there are rules in place, you know, for every, they're all different rules, but an example yes. might be for every one pin you pin, you need to repin someone else's pin. Um, and so it keeps people accountable and you can see, you know, very clearly who's not, you know, when yes. you're the board owner, who's not been accountable and you can give them a warning and then you can kick them out. Um, mm. So it's, it's more regulated and the content is, um, because it is more regulated, the content is better quality. Um, and you can really easily see, you know, which pins have been getting a lot of traffic, been repinned a lot um, because they're good quality pins because there's also those statistics right on the pin on the yeah. board as well, on the um, community as well. I, I love Tailwind and um, I probably don't, well, I'm certain I don't spend enough time in it. When I do, I try and always go to those communities, find the content yeah. that I would like to pin myself. And I always make sure I do that as the activity. So my status looks like I'm a, I'm a, um, yeah. what's the word? Good, good pinner. <laughs> or a yes, good community exactly. Member. A good community member. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and um, I actually find that I, I'm, I'm the same. Like I'd like to be generous and I also want to be sharing useful content. And I really like that aspect of Tailwind. So for your listeners, we'll pop a link to Tailwind and there um, there's a free account and the paid account, and they do tend to do, um, like a massive Black Friday sale and you can yeah. buy really good upgrades for that during Black Friday. So that's always something to consider. So um, yeah. Simone, you said that if people had, um, let's say I've got an hour spare a month, um, what kind of content is best for me to create pins for is my first question for you. I mean, blog content is always going to be a good place to send people because you can put all sorts in there. You can put your podcast episode within that blog. You can put your uh, video within that blog and you can also put uh, affiliate links and opt-ins. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like your overall. But in general, you know, your opt-ins are going to get your email marketing list increased. So you're going to you know, increase your emailing, your blogs are going to get people to know, like, and trust you. And then you're going to have that extra little option to have them sign up to something at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your podcast, if you're p- trying to boost your podcast, then, you know, send them to your podcast. But I've got people who, um, are, for example, educational, they're in the educational sector and they're creating new products at like weekly, even wow. daily. So they've got a lot of a lot of new URLs and we just send the traffic to there um, and it does really, really well as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it really just depends on what your goal for Pinterest is 
yes. on what content you put on there. But all of that content does does well on Pinterest. Um, it's a top of funnel platform. So you need to get people to, you know, like you and know you and trust you. You know, you can't, you, it's unlikely that you're going to sell a $1,000 product to them yes. on Pinterest. You need one of those low value top of funnel offers. Um, or your free opt-ins, which then trigger, you know, one of the low-value things. Mm. So uh, yes, I absolutely really love it for, for my lead magnet opt-ins. Um, I find that because um, I track my because I'm doing such a lot of social media activity and the interesting thing is when people see me they would see that I'm very active on like in my Facebook group I'm very active on Facebook I'm very active on Instagram and I, I do a token to LinkedIn and I've got my Google my business covered but the interesting thing because I, I track them on um via my Google analytics, my lead magnet signups, the most prolific come from Pinterest. And yeah. if, you know, and I think that's, I think that's so telling. And it's like you say, it's because it has that longevity to it. Yeah. And um, I actually put up with the hope that it would get some longevity. Um, we, we were talking about, um, you know, an Easter piece of content. I've got a Christmas webinar, which has got like, I don't know, 20 ideas to what to post at Christmas. And I've put that up there and I only put it up there last year so it didn't get much traction I think it got like 30 signups which is still not to be sneezed at but I'll be really interested to see if that comes into rotation this year for Christmas and how that will yeah. perform because like you say people are looking for that yeah they are yeah. yeah so really like if you can depending on what your business is but I mean you've made it work even with a service-based business lean into that seasonal content so you want to really get in front of everyone about eight weeks prior to the event mm -hmm. um even if you can 12 weeks even before to have the content out there and indexed by pinterest um but if you can get out in front of the season um so in front of easter or in front of mm -hmm. um christmas then you know you you can really people will start being shown that content if that's what they're looking for yeah, brilliant. That's such a good tip. So we, if I was doing, let's talk, because I love Black Friday, I'm such a fan of it. Um, and we always like to plan that out a fair bit in advance. Yeah. Is that something that's probably going to work or probably not because it's very time bound? What's your thoughts on something like a sale in my business? So what I often recommend is actually have a Pinterest specific coach or yes. Pinterest specific sale that you that's never going to end so probably the best option would be like a discount code it may be like, like a an 10%. evergreen discount yeah exactly so something like you know when people come to their website uh, to your website and they don't check out they leave the car and then you send them a you know reminder for you forgot this stuff in your cart and you offer them a 10 percent discount mm. um and they haven't even they haven't even done anything but you're just trying to entice <laughs> them to finish the yes. part, right yeah um so the same thing do one for pinterest do a 10 percent for pinterest or something like that that um it can be around forever and it's never going to end because it is time specific so right. um a lot of the black friday um you know post they are uh, the thing is is that when somebody clicks through to that in well now it's not going to be yes. on sale anymore right um so unless you can have a certain you know a special um you know black friday all year round special right. i don't know yes yeah which would <laughs> um, which would then devalue your kind of offer so i would, love that yeah. idea that's such a brilliant tip to have a coupon or a code specifically for pinterest and then 
right. it, it just is another opportunity to track your traffic, which is what we all want exactly. to be doing all the time. I'm, a, I'm obsessive about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, you might have it as like Pinterest 10 or something like that. And yes. then, you know, every time somebody uses that, they've come from Pinterest. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. That's such a great tip, Simone. That's really, really helpful. And it's, I'm, I'm feeling embarrassed. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> Because um, like you say, those um, low, those low value offers are really good. I actually have had someone come and buy one of my courses that was $500 from a Pinterest pin, um, which I was, I have to say, was quite surprised by. Um, And again, it was only because I was able to track it on my analytics. It wasn't because I, if I'd, you know, that's a little bit more digging. Whereas if I had put a coupon on it, mm. it would have been really obvious where they had come from. So um, it's such a, a really helpful tip and a good tip not to kind of get caught up in um, the need to, when we're doing our promotions and offers that Pinterest isn't really a, con- a platform we have to worry about. It's something that we consider all year round, which is such a helpful yeah. tip. Yeah. Fantastic. Exactly. I'm yeah. such a lover of Pinterest. I'm also a lover of data. So um <laughs> I, can, too, I, yeah. I, um, I love Excel spreadsheets. I had a client yesterday and she goes, no, I can't be using Excel. And I was like, oh no, but it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I've got an Excel spreadsheet for everything. <laughs> oh, yes. So before we um, wrap up, let's talk very quickly about Pinterest advertising and um mm-hmm. You know, is that something? Because every time I go into Pinterest, they're always offering me a free coupon or voucher. And, and I'm very tentative because I feel like I don't really know what I'm doing. Am I going to just yeah. bluff it up? Because I obviously teach Facebook ads and that has a, a reasonable degree of complexity so that you can make it work. So what are your thoughts on yeah. Pinterest ads? So I like to tell my clients when they're initially setting up their account, mm-hmm. make sure you add the Pinterest tag to your website at the very beginning. So it's already tracking data so that if, you know, a year, two years down the track, you decide to start ads, you've already got some of that coming through. Also make sure you create some audiences, which it's quite easy. You know, you can just create the audience based on, um, so you, you upload your email marketing list. So you can create an audience based on that and you can create audiences based on your engagement on the actual platform. So whoever's engaging with your content and then obviously, whoever's visiting your website so do that from the very beginning and you've got some data already starting to um you know process and just, you know give you an idea of uh, or yes. give you some data to work with for the ads because it, it works in the background which I'm, I'm embarrassed exactly. that you said that because that's what I teach with Facebook ads and of course I haven't done that in my own Pinterest account <laughs> yeah yeah but so the best really time to start nice. was at the beginning and the next best time is today yeah <laughs> exactly that's exactly right and you know and it's um, it's not too complex. It's quite simple to go ahead and do to do those things. It walks you through it, and there are actually some tools um, for the Pinterest tag, even as well. If you've got Shopify, it happens quite easily, and and all of that. Um, and then you know, have a look. I always say trial your campaigns. So mm-hmm. you want to do trial both images that are cold for cold audiences and images that are for warm audiences. So one example is if you um, say, you know, I had a client who is a virtual um, assistant educator. So one of the cold audience pins would look like work from home doing this or something like, um, are you ready to work from home? You know, without the words virtual assistants on there, the warm audience pin image might look something like um, start your virtual assistant business today or and gain more skills as a virtual assistant or offer more services as a virtual assistant. 
So you very clearly see that the people who are already interacting, who are your warm audiences, will go for that pin, the one with the words virtual assistant on there because they know that, you know. Yeah. And the people who are your cold audience, that will go for the one that just says work from home. And similar, say we were looking at social media, you might just use the word social media or marketing on one pin and the other one might be directly about Instagram. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's how you're differing your images on, on in terms of pins. Yes. Always use a call to action on your images. Make it nice and um, simple. Don't get too complex on there. You want a really nice, catchy um, phrase on there. And, you know, have a look at the other ads that are on Pinterest. You know, do a little, you, there's lots on there you'll see. Do a little Brilliant. scroll and, um, and see what's on there. Um, but, you know, in terms of the actual results, you know, I've seen clients get um, results for as little as $5 a day. Um, so it's actually, it's not too bad, really. So we're looking at about that's, you know, around um, $150 a month. Um, I know Facebook ads can sometimes be a little bit more expensive than that. Absolutely. Um, but they're, they're really great for, so you, you can run several different campaigns, your traffic campaigns, your conversion campaigns. But I think really great to start with a traffic campaign, see how they go, get that traffic going. Um, but overall, I find that they're a really good way to boost um, your engagement on Pinterest and your, your click through to your website. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, wow. There's so many, so many, so many great tips. I think we could talk all day, but let's wrap up. And so obviously people can reach out to you on Pinterest, but also you're on socials and um, Insta and Facebook as Simone Pavel. So they can find you yeah. there. Um, share yeah. with us how we can work with you. Yeah, sure. So um, I really love helping people set up their Pinterest accounts. It's a bit of a passion I have at the moment because um, I want to empower people to, you know, to run their own Pinterest accounts and to know and, and you know, be informed about it so they can make decisions. So um, I help people set it all up, ready to be, um, ready to go basically. And then of course I love doing audits and strategy sessions. So if you want to work with me, you can pop over to my website and um, head to my contact page and fill that one out and um, I'll be in touch. Brilliant. And for our viewers, I'll pop the link um, so that you can um, reach out to Simone. I'll pop her, her socials and her website link in there. Um, Simone, thank you so much for coming along today and sharing your wisdom. It has been um, very, I have to say, I've learned loads. <laughs> so it's been amazing. And I'm certain that our <laughs> listeners have as well. So thank you for your time today. It's been delightful interviewing you. Thank you for having me. Uh, and thank you everyone for tuning in. And I look forward to catching up with you at the same time next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favourite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.